640 more stimulating tug. It is the Gary and Shannon show. Brian sits in here until 2 p.m. And uh, President Trump has officially left the airspace. And uh, I was given, I need to walk back. And I was I was given information from someone yesterday that that Trump was supposed to go with Larry King to Nate and Al's in Beverly Hills, the famous deli. That if, if you ever, if you're in town and you happen to be listening to KFI and you actually want to meet Larry King, I, there's not a mystery. Go to Nate and Al's every morning at 7 a.m. And so anyway, that was the rumor, was that Trump was going to do a walkthrough. But the deal is he stayed in downtown L.A. And that's that's still a bit of a mystery because he um he owns property here. And so I don't know if it's a security thing or or what, but uh, but anyway, he stayed in downtown L.A. And then if you if you were driving, I guess on the 110 uh, or anywhere in downtown L.A., he went from the hotel to Dodger Stadium. So they stage Marine One at Dodger Stadium. So I guess out of the parking lot, not the pitcher's mound or something. But anyway, he flew Marine One from uh, Doyer Stadium down to LAX, and now he's flown out. And uh, that I got I got to say, I mean, I think it's time for for the after action review on this one. Bush had a couple very disruptive visits, but he didn't come out here very often because there's not a hell of a lot of money for a Republican in LA. Obama was out here. Quite a bit. Then, of course, during the election cycle, Hillary came out here. Uh, Biden came out here during the Obama administration, also raising money. Those, any one of those, were more disastrous than what happened yesterday. Pretty, let me just be honest, pretty light footprint. And what I said about there will be tear gas, I'm honestly, I'm surprised. I thought there was far more Trump venom in Los Angeles than what we saw yesterday. And then I heard I, earlier Jennifer Jones Lee was playing uh, in actuality uh, from a protester who said, well, it's kind of a function of late notice. What do you mean late notice? You can't do something in a week? It was, it was, this was announced like a week and a half ago that you'd be coming to L.A. But and then and you also also if you blame the rain, then you you are not an adult. Sorry that yesterday was not rained out. And then. Uh, I did see the thing I warned uh, warned about. I was not warned about. I promise you, if you want to be in a Trump campaign commercial for Trump 2020, come to a protest in California and wave a Mexican flag. And sure enough, sure enough, someone did. And right there in front of the Beverly Hills sign. And I retweeted uh, the uh, the columnist and stand-up comic who we have on uh, um, every once in a while, Bridget Fetisy at Bridget Fetisy, P H E T A S Y L, retweet it. She took a picture of the Beverly Hills sign and the far left Mexican flag. Ding, 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 ding. So you may you may be all down, you know, and represent, but I'm here to tell you that stuff. You waving a Mexican flag around at a anti-American protest in America, you have just made a Trump highlight reel in Iowa somewhere, but. We have our own uh, organic, homegrown geniuses. One of them is the appointed attorney general. Uh, he f- he filled in Kamala Harris's slot uh, because she was elected to uh, to Senate, and so that'd be Javier Becerra. Javier Becerra, everybody. That's uh, the phrase that pays. And he this here here was his talking point yesterday as Trump was in town to check out the wall, right? The most beautiful wall of all time ever. And Mexico will pay for it. He's there visiting it down in San Diego. 
Javier Becerra is part of the great California conspiracy to legitimize illegal aliens and register them to vote. And so far, they're winning. So anyway, here's his statement on walls in general. We've always called for border security on a bipartisan basis, but building walls, uh, that's a medieval technology that doesn't really have a place in the 21st century. Uh, we know better ways to try to detect people trying to cross our borders, uh, better ways to apprehend them than trying to put up uh, walls that we've seen. Can Where to start? Where to start? Now, let me, let me start by re- re- repeating this and listen really close uh, to the Attorney General's denunciation of walls. We've always called for border security on a bipartisan basis, but building walls, uh, that's a medieval technology that doesn't really have a place in the 21st century. Uh, we know better ways to try to detect people trying to cross our borders. Hey, Nostradamus, you know what else is medieval technology? Pants. Hey, Nostradamus. <laughs> I've been waiting. Come on, give me a break. I've been waiting an hour and a half to say this. Don't look at me like that. Hey, Nostradamus, you know what else is medieval technology? Shoes. And and hey, Nostradamus, you know what else is medieval technology? Wheels. And then we did a bit of research. And again, Javier Becerra is the attorney general of the state of California. He's the highest law enforcement official in the state of California. Bipartisan basis, but building walls, uh, that's a medieval technology that doesn't really have a place. In- you know, we, we, did, we did some research at the California Department of Corrections website. And uh, I don't know if we got through them all, but let's see. Mira Loma in Lancaster, uh, walls. Corcoran, walls. Folsom, walls. Pelican Bay, walls. I'm gonna I'm gonna say that we're detecting a pattern in the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. They all have walls. Oddly enough, they're using medieval technology. We are relying on medieval technology to house our dirt bags. When there's other ways, wait, what did he say right after that? about the purpose of a wall that doesn't really have a place in the 21st century. Uh, we know better ways to try to detect people trying to cross our borders, uh, better ways. To- <laughs> That's not the point of a border, not what we're trying to do. And I'm going to take a wild stab and say, you like your Lieutenant governor have a big ass wall around your house. The uh, LA uh, mayor's mansion uses medieval technology to keep us out. It uses a wall. It's medieval, like pants and shoes and wheels and clean water, boiling water, and uh, et cetera. And, and that's the worst argument I've ever heard, that walls are medieval technology and so therefore are invalid. Uh, you know what? Turn to, the, uh, uh, turn to the East German next to you and ask them if they escaped East Germany sometime between 1960 uh, and, uh, and, and 1989 when the wall came down. Walls, I think you'll find in history, if you, uh, if you actually apply yourself and, and do a tiny bit of research, walls, I think you'll find remarkably effective at keeping individuals out of places. And uh, fixed, whenever someone says, oh, no, 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 fixed defense is like the Maginot line. The Germans just went right around that. You know what? Fixed defenses aren't good against armies. But walls are great against armies of individuals. Okay. It's not like all 11 million came up at once over the same ladder, okay? 
So I'm I'm sorry. And and he and we know he's not going to call back. We we left a very respectful message. And and I had the setup. I had the George Costanza jerk store setup, which was walls are medieval technology. There's some basis, but building walls, uh, that's a medieval technology that doesn't really have a place in the... Tw- Mr. Attorney General, are you wearing pants? Because those are medieval technology, but he's not going to... He's not going to bite, so we're not going to do that. Anyway, that's genius, Javier Becerra. And I believe I did use Noster Dumbass four times. Is that correct? And it's not original. We did source it. Someone else made that up. Um, we'll be back in just a second. Uh, hey, show of hands, who wants money? Your chance to win $1,000 is coming up. Brought to you by Cunning Dental Toothache. Call Cunning Dental for a free exam. 888-640-SMILE. Keep listening. It is the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in KFI AM640. More stimulating talk. I can't wait. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword LUCK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and messaging rates apply. That's LUCK to 200-200. Cha-ching. So you know what that means. Text LUCK and then you'll get a call back from a number that you perhaps don't recognize. Your next chance to win this next hour. You have a chance to win $1,000 an hour between 5 a.m. 7 p.m. Monday through Friday. So uh, there was that. So anyway, in the off chance that Attorney General Javier Becerra does uh, call back and make himself available, can we all just act like I didn't call him Duster Dumbass four times and not let's not upload that onto iHeartRadio, which is a phenomenal free app. And you can listen to all your favorite iHeartRadio shows, but it it might just be that we lost that last break. Uh, all right. By my scanning of local uh, television news here in Los Angeles, there are still some students that are out. So now, now they're doing. Uh, there's 106 dead people or something. So they're uh, they're still out. So I don't. I, I'm still not. I'm. I, I got to say, I'm a little uh, irritated. And Monica Ricks, the news story that you played the the third grader who made a sign mm-hmm. had she walked out of class? Uh, I believe so. Yes. Elementary school kids were walking out. Yeah. <sighs> no. I, I get. I, you know. I'm. I get the high school kids. I, you know. I, I get it. But oh, that's astroturfing. Wait, what grade is your third your... grade? And I'm assuming she's smart enough to know what's going on too. Uh, no, smart's got nothing to do with it. She's eight. So that's smart's got nothing to do with it. She's she's the smartest person in that school, and that includes the teachers. I didn't say that. It's a wonderful school, and everyone there is very dedicated and hardworking. Um, uh, she, you know what she understands? She understands violence is bad, and violence is done by bad people. Um, and that guns don't grow legs uh, and all that. And and so, no, I would be really angry. And I'll tell you what, this is I'm, I'm going to be dead honest with you. If she walked out uh, to protest in support of the Second Amendment, I'd be mad. I'd be mad at the school for letting her do that B- because she can read. She knows that I carry a copy of the Constitution everywhere I go because I'm that guy. And I want her to do that one day when she can understand it. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure some of these older kids do understand. That's fine, and but not third. A graders. lot of the, well, a lot of the kids that were gunned down in 2012 were in elementary school. That's not a requirement to understand the Constitution. I understand, but a lot of their parents and teachers and administrators are probably in support of of these walkouts too. And but that's why they're using these kids as a movie set. I I, I dislike that intensely. When you bring your baby, or they're around. teaching them about what's going on in the country. 
There's, I, I just think there's two sides of it. Oh, sure there are. My side is third graders have no business walking out of school, holding up a sign they don't understand. Um, and then, oh, by the way, uh, you know, whoever you are, if you're a, you know, someone affected by the gun violence at Parkland, Florida, or whatever, when you start going on TV libeling cabinet officials and things like that, guess what? We, some of us get to push back. But um, no, I, you know, if... If my daughter says the Pledge of Allegiance every morning and, and, and she understands what it means and, and because I've talked to her about it, I parroted it when I was in third grade. You know, I just got up there and uh, I pledged allegiance in, in, in Hawaii at Aina Haina Elementary. And, and, uh, but, but no, I'm, I'm vehemently opposed to trotting your kids out and, and astroturfing them with a sign because they're they're not articulate in the issue, and and while you know while I fully understand that second graders were killed at Sandy Hook, that doesn't mean that a second grader you know has credibility in regards to the issue. I'm not going to talk to an eight month old about abortion. You know, I'm, if someone holds up their eight month old and says, "Here's my spokesman for you know against abortion," then I, I'm not putting a mic up to an eight month old to, to hear their their heartfelt position against uh, um, abortion. So I I don't I don't know what the hell's happening in Los Angeles and and you know what I don't even know if, if I don't know what happened at my daughter's school but I'll I'm going to be really mad if the third graders walked out I I have a sense that that did not happen where where we are but but uh, I I don't know <clears throat> um, but like I say I have no problem with the high school kids doing it because that's the other thing is okay granted. You can you can drop any day of third grade, and you're, you're in life you can make that up. You know I, I get it. And to be to be dead honest, for a lot of high school seniors now in March, I mean you're uh, you're on the glide path. You're you have the, the the runways in sight. You're either out of high school and you're gonna go please enjoy you know whatever position you want, or you're gonna go to college. Uh, but you're mailing it in these last couple months, and so I I, I get that. But to to see the district uh, facilitate this, LA Unified facilitate this without without even a without even a, I, I guess did they did they hear from any parents saying you know maybe don't allow kids to walk out for seventeen minutes or or this one this here's the thing that my original question here was I'm watching local TV and there's still kids walking around and they're they're seventy minutes at post walkout now so why not just take the day off. Why not just not show up at all instead of walk out at 10 a.m.? Uh, me not know. These are legit questions. Uh, I'm, I'm be- and you know why? Because I'm asking them. So anyway, uh, we'll uh, take a break. More pedestrians die in California and specifically L.A. than in- anywhere else uh, in America. The reasons for that and uh, more stuff. It is the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in KFI AM 640. More stimulating talk. I'm just KFI AM 640 more stimulating talk. It is the Gary and Shannon Show. Ryan Suits filling in. And I don't want to sell my daughter short. She is, my daughter will tell you that it takes, uh, that it takes two-thirds of the state legislatures to uh, amend the Constitution. She will tell you that. Or is it three-quarters? Maybe, maybe we should call her. I don't know. Um, Mayor Garcetti got in the act yesterday uh, as well, and I don't know if we're going to get an answer from anyone at LA Unified. Probably Wild Stab, we're not. But 
the 10 a.m. walkout has now turned into the the uh, the 17 minute walkout is at minute 96 and counting. So there you, you know what that happens anytime you get <laughs> kids out of a classroom. Though. That's the thing. Nothing has changed. I'd be doing this too. Oh yeah. Well, we used to go Hell to assemblies. Yeah. It's like, hey guys, the assembly's forty five minutes, and you, you get be, right back uh, to, to class. Yeah, that didn't happen. And then you act like you're going to have a normal class day the rest of the day. Um, Eric Garcetti, who went to Harvard uh, Westlake, didn't he? Anyway, he had some Harvard Westlake, some some little Lord Fauntleroy's uh, come to his, his office and denounce. Violence in general. You can change laws and people can still get guns. Vice versa, you know, you can do a lot of education work, but if guns are too easy to get, then you can still see violence. But the larger area where we talked about is what can we do around education and intervention? Um, Can you go up to that student who's sitting by him or herself always and begin to have that conversation? Regardless of how dorky they are, I stand shoulder to shoulder with Eric Garcetti. And so the, the we're, we're efforting to get the, the audio from uh, County Supervisor Sheila Kuehl, who who made the uh, the assertion that a lot of these mass shooters come from violent homes, which they don't. I don't know where she's getting that from. They they, they don't. And and she's an L.A. County supervisor, and she's not going to come on KFI. And every one of her leg humpers and toadies that's listening and monitoring. You know, I, 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 listen, I will respect anyone who calls back. I'm not going to be disrespectful. I'm not going to play a, a, a wacky sound effect or anything like that because we don't have any. We don't do that. And so my question, though, is how can you be an L.A. County supervisor and not be aware of this essential contradiction of what you're saying? You're, you're saying that the presence of guns is what leads to mass shootings. Okay. Please tell me when was the last school shooting in Silmar or Compton? It, was there a the Dominguez Dawn massacre in, in Compton? Did I miss that? Silmar somewhere? San Fernando? I mean, you as I've said before, and you can take this talk to anyone in LA County Sheriff's Department or LAPD. You could outfit an infantry battalion with the small arms in Silmar, okay? And you could probably do a brigade south of Jefferson. Why aren't there mass shootings there? I mean, help me out. It, 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 when you think of where's where's violent L.A., I know from Sunday night, from Super Hyper Local Sunday, when we wrap up everything that happened in L.A., the the uh, the shootings these days are, are concentrated uh, mainly on weekends in in Silmar between I five and two ten, um, and then in parts of Compton, El Monte, and then San Bernardino in the nine oh nine. There's a lot of guns there, sure, um, and there, there's, that's where the gun violence is. That's where people are, are being shot. Uh, and then, oh, by the way, Valley Village. Every every apparently every couple of months, people are killed in pairs in Valley Village. Then why aren't there mass shootings there? I I don't get it. This is your county. I mean, you're you got elected, and you don't know your own county that well, evidently. If if you think that concentration of guns leads to mass shootings. So it's it's uh, me. I think it's a le- legit question. <clears throat> um, so meanwhile, people uh, getting hit and dying by cars. More pedestrians were killed in California last year than any other state. A new report found between January and June of 2017, 352 people were struck and killed by motor vehicles in California. In other words, more people were killed by vehicles in California than were killed by rifles in all of America for that same uh, that same year. The same certainly that same period. 
six months in 2017. But here we're talking about just California. 352 people struck and killed by motor by automobiles in California. Horseless carriages. By comparison, Hawaii and Wyoming experienced only one pedestrian fatality each during the same period. The vast majority of California's pedestrian fatalities occurred in anyone Los Angeles County, of course. Per county data, 265 pedestrians died after being struck by vehicles in 2016. <clears throat> um, meanwhile, in the same, same period, only 20 pedestrians died in San Francisco. Curious, eh? And this was the – it was 2014 that San Francisco invented the Vision Zero San Francisco program. We, we just stole it. Garcetti stole it. It's an ambitious initiative that seeks to eliminate all traffic fatalities by 2024 through intensive data analysis. Want to learn more? Click here. Street engineering projects, public safety campaigns. Has anyone brought up, though, that cars have become quieter in the past? Why has it gone up? Well, is there not a correlation between the fact that cars are more quiet than they were 10 years ago? The penetration of virtually silent cars now is higher than it was 10 years ago. And the incidence of hybrid ownership, wild stab, is going to be higher uh, in Beverly Hills and Los Angeles than it is in Bakersfield. I mean, I have a friend who bought one literally to park on the street in Beverly Hills so his friends can see that he has a Prius. And then people vanity by Priuses left and right. Now, thanks to Elon Musk, a apparently a listener of KFI, uh, and we welcome our, our new genius overlords. I, for one, it's, um, now thanks to Elon Musk, you don't have to look like a dork driving a hybrid car. So Teslas are all the rage, you know, the whole thing, the hybrid Beamer. Uh, but they're quiet. They're silent. And has, has anyone blamed the penetration of hybrids? I don't know. But it's got to be a factor. And so how would you find that out? Well, I, pretty simple, right? If the FBI can track homicides by weapon, why can't Caltrans track pedestrian fatalities by vehicle. Back in uh, just a second, Brian Suits filling in for Gary and Shannon on the Gary and Shannon Show. Dr. Wendy will be in at 1 o'clock, and I think we will talk about uh, political consciousness and the age of kids because it seems pertinent uh, today. And she's like a doctor and stuff. That and more coming up. KFI AM 640, more stimulating talk. I am supporting more stimulating talk. It is the Gary and Shannon Show. Brian Suits filling in live streaming on the YouTube at unsheepyourself.com. So not only are we getting hit by cars more than anybody else. And, and granted, I'll, I'll, Shannon had a good point this morning. Shannon and Gary and Shannon filling in for the Bill Handel Show. And Bill is going to be back ASAP. We understand he is healing up fast. So, uh, so uh, we're projecting... On the pool, if uh, I had Monday, so I think I'm going to win. I had Monday on that one. Monday and uh, Arizona State to go on to the next round. More pedestrians were killed in California last year. Okay, we know that. And Shannon's point was that more of us, certainly more than 10 years ago, more of us are looking down at our phones at a crosswalk and I've I've never had the experience of honking at someone looking down at their phone, but I do know that people do it. I don't. And you know why? I don't walk. I don't walk anywhere. So but I've got I've got to say that another another issue has got to be that um 
and I don't know if, where we're going to look for this, but percentage of hybrids registered in a county. That's got, someone's got to be tracking that somewhere. I'm going to take a wild stab and say that if Los Angeles County is not tied with San Francisco or Santa Clara, you know, Silicon Valley or something like that, or King County in Seattle, I would be really surprised. Because we are early adopters. Priuses were huge here first. Toyota, I believe, introduced them in Southern California before they were introduced nationally. Because, oh, hybrid cars. Yeah. Okay. Got it. What do you do you think I meant? I thought you meant ro- like hybrid ki- killer robots? No, I thought you meant just I don't know, people from both areas or people from I don't know. I don't I, know what I thought you meant. <laughs> uh no, Elon Musk is set to <laughs> It was just kind of, you kind of just randomly started talking about it. His killer robots are going to be introduced in 2023 uh on his schedule. Okay. And right as he leaves from Mars. He's leaving behind an army of killer robots so that when his hand-picked colonists return in 2025, they will inherit an empty planet. That's part of the secret plan. If people don't know that, wake up, you sheep. Um, no, so so uh, hybrid the introduction of hybrid cars, electric cars, cars that uh, and and if you know if people don't know so that the the concept of a Prius is it roll rolls to a stop and it recovers heat from the brakes and then. Uh, the actual internal combustion engine goes off. I mean, it actually turns off at the stoplight. And it's it's battery power from that point. The Tesla is 100% battery power. Well, they don't make a sound. And, and again, remember the scandal, was it about two or three years ago, 60 Minutes did a segment on the Tesla, and they foleyed in engine noise. And Elon Musk went bananas because Teslas don't have an engine. They don't make engine noise. But 60 Minutes put in... Like a Ferrari sound or something. And it's an electric car. And he was justifiably angry. Um, but I'm, I, I would take a wild stab and say that it's, it's it's hybrid cars and trucks that are hitting people. And probably combined with the fact that people um, are looking down at their phones doesn't doesn't help a hell of a lot. So if the cars, if Elon Musk's killer robo cars don't kill you, a la Death Race 2000, then the price of living in Southern California is going to. If you think it's expensive to live in L.A. County, you'd be right. The Economic Policy Institute's latest family budget calculator shows that a family of two adults and two kids in L.A. County need to earn $7,691 a month or $92,000 a year to meet all of its living expenses. That outstrips L.A. County's median family income, which is just 66000 per year. The family budget calculator estimates that the family of four is going to pay Sixteen hundred a month for housing. <laughs> what? Are they serious? Eight hundred and thirty for food. Twelve hundred for childcare. Eleven hundred for transportation. No, it's going to be higher. Seven ninety five for healthcare. Yeah, that's that's a premium. One thousand for other necessities. One thousand in taxes. And that's that's if they live a cable free life and never ever do anything fun. Uh, a household with just two adults can get by for much less. As they need to earn just forty six hundred a month, fifty six thousand a year, and then never ever have kids, and ne- and also never do anything fun, never go out, and we all know this. We know that this is uh, w- when you add everything up, that if you do want to do anything, um, it, it costs a lot in L A. because you have to drive a long way so that you can spend a bunch of money. So it's absolutely no no uh, mystery why people are lowering their heads and walking in front of Priuses, as it turns out. So uh, I'm, I, I think, and also, by the way, 
Um, the uh, that part of the calculation. That's why I really would love to dig into these numbers. How many? And I'm being dead honest here. How many are suicides? How many people uh, um, purposely walk in front of cars or trucks? Because it does happen. Uh, there was there was a spectacular suicide on the 14 freeway a couple of years ago when a, a, a young lady at a sleepover with a friend just walked in front of a big rig doing 80 miles an hour on the 14. And I I wonder how many people are, are taking that way out uh, in, in cities. But I got to say, if I'm going to do that, I'm not going to walk in front of a Prius because I don't want to wind up in a double amputee. I, I want to actually be taken out. So I'm uh, not, not sure. But anyway, but this, we do know that more people have been killed by cars in California, L.A. County alone, than um, have been eaten by sharks, struck by lightning, um, or, or killed by rifles so, uh, or swords, for that matter. So, uh, so there, uh, there is that. Uh, also, by the way, going on today, not, not, I guess it's not ironic. It's coincidental that this walkout still going on to uh, to honor or highlight gun violence for 17 minutes because of the 17 victims of Parkland. The perpetrator, Nicholas Cruz, was arraigned or is still being arraigned. Is that all done? We were watching a live shot on him in Broward County, Florida. <clears throat> he, he did not. I didn't. He did not raise his head. He looked down. He was brought in in that orange jumpsuit. He kept he kept looking down. And then I don't. Did we get audio? Because at some point he has to plead something or that's not a, not an arraignment so uh, we'll, we'll find that out but it's, it's all over now but they went up went live with it three Broward County deputies behind behind him they didn't look all too happy about the reputation of their department Nicholas Cruz never looked up so I, I that I saw so uh, that happened and like I say that's coincidental not not ironic but meanwhile in the field of science Stephen Hawking dying on Pi Day what do we think Coincidence? It's Einstein's birthday. No, it was yesterday. What? He died on the 13th. Hawking? Yeah. Oh, so he avoided dying on Pi Day. Yeah, oh, right well, good before. For good for a friend of mine on Twitter, Iowa Hawk Blog. He points out that Twitter is now 33%. There's 33% less actual scientists uh, on Twitter now. We're, we're now left with Neil deGrasse Tyson and Bill Nye, the science guy, who has as much to do with science as I do. He's an, engineering and a, he's an engineer and a failed stand-up comic, but... He calls himself Bill Nye, the science guy. So uh, we're, we're all bereft. And also, by the way, Stephen Hawking tweeted. He he could uh, he had the use of that one cheek muscle, and that is how he communicated. The guy was on Twitter. He, he, did, he wasn't ghosting his tweets. He was really doing it himself. Uh, anyway, we lose him. Uh, a really, really smart guy. The entire world's IQ went down by two points just with the death of one man. Total fact. We'll be back uh, in just a second. Brian's filling in for Gary and Shannon, KFI, AM640, more stimulating talk.